filter. This is One Black Woman with Wanda Mates. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. I'm Wanda Means. I am back, but I'm leaving again tomorrow. I'm off to Florida to take little Richard to college. Yeah, that's right. We were talking about that a little bit last week. So, yeah, I know I had my boys on last week, and I got a lot of response. So thank you to everyone who listened to that. I got a lot of great feedback on that. I thought they did a great job. My favorite was one of the kids on um, Robert's hockey team. The dad goes, all I could hear was Robert laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That was so funny. I go, yeah, I know. My kids are funny. So I'm Wanda Means. I'm the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40. You can find me on my page, my website, OneBluntWoman.com, or on my podcast, One Blunt Woman. Today, I'm going to get a little serious because I get that way sometimes, maybe because I'm a bit melancholy taking my son off to college. Although yesterday, I said, Richard, we got a lot to do. And he goes, I'm, I'm going to play golf, Mom. And then I'm going to go play poker with my friends. I'm like, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I figure we can get to Florida and I can um, figure out what he needs. <laughs> it's not like girls. I have friends who take their girls to college, and they're, you can hire a decorator and spend twenty five grand decorating your daughter's dorm room. I got to tell you, that's not on my agenda. No. Well, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, when it comes to that stuff, guys are much easier. I know. Thank God Richard's a boy first. Thank God, because Lizzie's going to want the you know $25,000 dorm room. Not that I would ever do that, but, right. you know, they always get this matchy, matchy crap, and, you know, it's just, oh. I kind of remember a little bit of that when I was in college, but it wasn't $25,000 worth ever. It was like, okay, let's match our bed sheets. That was the extent. Now it's like they get headboards, they get decorators, they get all this crap. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that. So You can expertly decorate a dorm, like Ikea stuff, for like $70, it seems like. I'm going to Walmart. Fuck it. <laughs> so, isn't Ikea even cheaper? What? Isn't Ikea even cheaper? What's, what's it? I don't know. It's all cheap crap, whatever. And then don't even bring it home. Just throw it away. Yep. I don't care. So today I am going to talk about what I've been doing the past few days. And I never do this because I my ADD is so bad. I binged watched 13 Reasons Why. So we're going to talk about 113 Reasons Why you need to watch this with your children, not your five-year-old, but perhaps your high school kids, and why the kids need to watch it too. It's a very powerful show. It really did move me, and I'm going to get into that. But the first segment's always me and my mouth. So the other night I was having dinner um, with my son for his going away party at my old mother. My old, she's not old. Well, she's older, but um, my ex-husband's mother's house. I was invited to their entire family dinner, and I felt honored that they would ask me to come. I mean, of course, I gave birth to the person who they're, whom they're honoring. That's a good point. And everyone was gracious to me and sweet, and they, we told great stories about little Richard. And then the next morning, I got a um, Facebook post. Says, I'm still amazed at your ability to get along with Richard and his family and function like a family for the kids. And then she went on to say that I'm inspiring not that I'm really inspiring, but that was sweet that she said that. Definitely. I do, I, I do find that most of my friends in blended families and divorce, it's 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 a pill. It's yeah. it's not easy. I think you're much more inspiring than you realize. Oh, thank you. Not here. Well, anyway, so I, I wanted to thank her because um, I, I really do appreciate that. And I, I mean, I find that I save my hate because I have a lot of hate and anger, as you know. I save it for the pedophiles. Oh, speaking of, should we get to the weekly pedophile uh, report? Oh, no. Yeah, it's good over with. I don't have one. You really don't have one? No. All right, so we don't have to do the Band-Aid this week. No. So, 
Although I could, okay, well. You don't have to make one up. (laughs) I don't have to make one up. So last night I was with Lizzie and um, Little Richard had, or Robert had hockey. Got back to the grind of hockey. Good God. So we're sitting at hockey and Lizzie and I are just sitting there hanging out. We're having a great time. And she looks at me, she goes, Mom, I don't know why you ever complain. You have the perfect life. And I'm like, what do you mean I have the perfect life? She goes, you have a car. So that's a start. <laughs> She's 15. Now, <laughs> when I was 15, I, well, I stole my mom's car. It was a Chevette. <laughs> do you know what a Chevette is? I do know. A Chevy Chevette. Yeah, my friends used to make fun of it. Um, and I went to high school in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I know what it's speaking of, back to the 13 reasons why, I know what it's like to go to a brand new school. I know what it's like to show up in the middle of your freshman year and not know a soul. And I know how hard it is. And when I went, I had to put quarters in a payphone to call my friends if I wanted to call them back in Dallas. It's not easy, but we're going to get back to that in a minute. So I'm with Lizzie last night and my perfect life, because I have a car, because every 15, almost 16-year-old, that's all they want is a car. Right? That's always on the brain. So I said, so we go by my old apartment that we lived in um, when my mother was on her third or fourth husband, you know, because she liked to... Like that revolving door of men. Right. So we lived in this area of town over um, in Richardson slash Garland. And it's over by this the hockey rink. So we went over there and we drove by. And I mean, I'm pretty sure it was the only Mercedes Benz that pulls into this parking lot. And it was, Lizzie goes, Mom, are we in the hood? <laughs> I'm like, well... I don't know if it's the hood, but this is where I lived as a child. And this is where um, my mom met her fourth husband, the pedophile, because he was her ticket out of this hell. And I've said this before. Sometimes pedophiles, you know, go after women with many children. They kind of like stalk them or I don't know what they do. So we're sitting there and I'm. We're in the parking lot. I'm like, this is where I live. This was my bedroom. And she's just in awe because, I mean, she lives in... Highland Park. Right. You know, this is... It's a little culture shock. It's a big culture shock. So I said, well, this was the parking lot where I was playing baseball with a bunch of kids because I always played sports as my out. And, you know, this car drove right where we're sitting in my car and ran over me and broke my leg when I was five years old. She goes, you were playing baseball in the street, Mom? I'm like, well, like my mother picked me up and took me to baseball practice because, you know, she just didn't do that. I mean, I coached my kids for 10 years. I coached them in softball and volleyball and basketball and soccer and everything else. And um, I had a very different upbringing. My kids don't understand this at all. Right. They have no idea where you're coming from there. None. (laughs) Zero frame of reference. So, Lizzie, I love her. She goes, is that the same brick they had? (laughs) I'm pretty sure they haven't changed the brick, yeah. Lizzie. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Probably the same brick. So it was like a little lesson for Lizzie. So we go get Robert. We come home, and I keep binge-watching 13 Reasons Why, and this is what I really want to talk about today. So I'm going to talk about 113 Reasons Why. We need to watch this show with our kids, our you know, our friends, our teenagers, why they need to watch it with their friends, because it's more than just suicide. I mean, it starts off, we know full well that the girl kills herself. Right. So, but then it goes... If if anyone's even vaguely heard of this show, they know that, at least going in. 
it is so wildly popular. Um, the photographer who did my pictures for my book, her son was actually cast in the next season. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she says all hush hush. You know, they don't talk about they, don't, they get the script for like two seconds and then they have to take it away because apparently it's it's like, you know, on fire. It's so, oh, yeah. so popular. So hugely popular. Let's talk about I really want to talk about the show and I'm glad that you've watched it. I want my girl, I, have. I wanted my girls to come on, but they're like, no, we're not coming. Your life is perfect <laughs> with my car. Yeah, you do have a car. I almost want to give her a Chevette. Just so it's <laughs> like, can you see she'd be the only kid at Holland Park High School driving a Chevette? Definitely. I would do it. See, a guy wouldn't mind getting a Chevette, really. You could find him online for 200 bucks. Yeah. I mean, that would be the best joke ever. I thought about doing it to little Richard, but Richard goes, no, one. The money they'll spend keeping it running will not be worth it. <laughs> no, I would just do it for just just the picture in the front yard. Just a little while. Let her at least believe for a couple days that that's her car. Yes. Oh, my God. That would be perfect. <laughs> my friends used to say, my bike tires are bigger than your tires on your car. <laughs> we got stuck in the desert in Scottsdale, and literally, I, I kid you not, my, friend, my friends picked up the car because it weighed nothing and moved it because we were stuck in the sand. We used to go to boondockers in the desert, well, desert parties because we were in the desert. Anyway, we're not talking about high school. Oh, yes, we are, we talking, are talking about high school and what happens. And I know what it's like to move. As a matter of fact, when I was driving down memory lane with Lizzie last night over in Richardson slash Garland, I go, oh, this is where I went to elementary school. Oh, wait. And then I went to elementary school here, too. She's like, wait, what? Like, she can't comprehend any of this because my mom had... Multiple husbands, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, yeah. She goes, well, we around. She goes, well, we've moved a lot. I go, yeah, we built bigger and better houses, and we moved up. You but, upgraded a few times. <laughs> I know, but then we went through the divorce, and that wasn't so good. But whatever. Yeah, okay, so thirteen reasons, or actually a hundred and thirteen reasons, on why we need to um, watch this show. And I'm going to start with number one: we need to own our own behavior. I've talked about this many times. All those kids in that show, they did so many things from bullying to rape to, you know, um, drinking and drugs and all this other stuff that goes on in high school. And God, I wish my girls were at the show so I could tell them emphatically how hard high school is and they just don't have any idea. Never mind. It's a weird time. Never mind studying because the school they're going to. Every single one of my friends whose kids go to college, like at UT or Tech or wherever, every single one of them says Highland Park was harder. Can you imagine your high school is harder than your college? No. That's how hard this school is. So I'm really scared for my kids. All I, be, I mean, for high school, all I, do, all I did was show up and I got to see you pretty much. Where? What high school did you go to? Florida High School. I thought that was a tough school too. No. That's it. Oh. I didn't think so. I mean. But well, maybe you're smarter than you think. Not really. I was a terrible student in high school. <laughs> so... Lizzie's a hard worker. She makes good grades. She has over a 4.0. I'm really impressed. I never had that. Um, but she works hard. And so she doesn't even comprehend. She's never even had a drink. Unlike Robert. You know, he had his drink, you know, on the boat. The Remember? vodka. The vodka at three years old. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, I fully believe in giving your children alcohol at three years old. That wasn't your fault. No, it wasn't my fault. So here's Lizzie, and she's not understanding high school, and Emma is right behind her, coming in freshman year. So we're talking about, and I did watch several of the episodes with my girls, and they had already seen the whole series. It's so, a pretty adult series. I mean, it's pretty dark, pretty graphic. Interesting, as adult as it is, they made every single one of the parents have um, no personality. 
That's true. Every one of the parents in that show was, was like wallpaper. Was was like Charlie Brown parents. Wah, 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 wah. Like the ki- it was totally from the kids' point of view. And I know you're calling it an adult show, and whereas it's an adult show, as far as we need I, to I just mean watch, the content is, that's displayed is adult. You know, it's R-rated content. But it's what kids are doing. Well, that's true. So yeah. at what point is it kids or adults? But I think people's concern is that they're glamorizing a lot of these things, which I don't see. Watching it as an adult, I don't think they're glamorizing any of it. But I could see where young, you impressionable think they were kids could glamorize it? a lot of different things. Really? In it. You think they're glamorizing it? Okay, fair enough. Not um, everything, obviously. I mean, they're still obviously they're not glamorizing rape in any way, but um, a lot of the turmoil the teens go through in terms of drugs, drinking, sexual things, um, the suicide, all of that. I think some of that is glamorized if you were young and you think this is like a really cool show but for me as an adult i don't see it that way okay so I see it as horrible is anything it's the best anti-suicide psa of all time well and this is why i think you should watch it um so the guilt of the suit okay i've talked about this before addictions we all have addictions we all have vices whether it's smoking or pill popping or sex or whatever your alcohol whatever your addiction is the biggest one we have is guilt and a lot of those kids had this addiction of guilt did you notice that definitely so they felt guilty but then they said well let's just turn it and put it on her and make her look like a slut so you know slut shaming i think there are characters that are despicable who don't feel guilty also which is another disturbing aspect. Of well, the like the kid said at the end, he goes, well, if you want to call it rape, we'll just call it rape. Right. Like he was so indignant about it. Mm-hmm. Because and he no didn't... way of admitting wrongdoing. In his mind, it's not, yeah. So, so in his mind, well, she didn't say no. She didn't say anything. But obviously from the scene of the show, she no more wanted that. So, guys, listen up. Girls are not property. They're not your possession. They're not for you to do what you want. I don't care how scantily dressed they are. It doesn't mean they want you sticking their dick inside of them. And this just isn't about rape because rape was just one of the issues. It ended up being the big issue at the end. But what about the girl that was a lesbian and was afraid to admit who she is? Yeah, and even is willing to sell out her friends in exchange for keep her secret, basically. I mean, one of my friends, her husband was gay for years and he would never admit it. And he finally divorced her and left her to live with his... um, husband, boyfriend, whatever, and he still won't admit that he's gay. That's one of those things where when I watch it, I think the year that we live in, people have kind of, are much more progressive. I mean, who cares that you're gay, really? But apparently, judging by this show, there are still parents that sort of put that on their kids that they would be ashamed or disown them if they turned out to be gay. It just seems really barbaric in today's time, though. I agree with you, but the parents in this show had no personality. But they all had parents no really depth. Liked that. They took no. Um, the writers in this gave the parents nothing no, other than true. the mother of the daughter who killed herself. They gave them no depth. No. And I wonder why they did that, because maybe that's their cry for saying, "Listen, this is what's going on. And you this have is no what's idea. going on, and you have no idea what's going on. And what do we actually talk to our kids about?" I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine. Have you talked to your son about masturbating? He said no. And I said, why? Well, he'll figure it out. But, the <laughs> well, I get it. Boys kind of ultimately go that way. Um, but I think you should just kind of have a conversation with your kids saying, listen, I get so it's going to happen. Let's, you know, it's perfectly normal. Make them feel normal. Otherwise, if you don't feel normal about it, then you kind of feel shame. I spent my, yeah, I felt spent my early adolescence thinking I was totally going to hell for jerking off. 
how do you think you would have felt had your dad had come up to you and said, hey, Kev, listen, you're 14 now. Things are going to happen. That's a Things normal are going to feel good. Just go with it. Don't need to share it with the world. And you certainly don't need to do it to some girl who doesn't want it. I would have been a much normal, more healthy uh, <laughs> growing up during that time. A much less confusing time. So, But all the parents in this show were completely oblivious to what was going on with their children. And I think that you know we shouldn't be oblivious. But it is awkward. I'm sitting there talking to my 14-year-old daughter last night about masturbating. And she just looked at me, Mom, only boys do that. Only boys talk about it. Can you... <laughs> That's funny. Can you just see my eye roll go to the back of my head? Absolutely. Well, on that note, we're going to cut bait because I know we've got so much more to talk about. 13 reasons why we need to watch the show. You're listening to One Blunt Woman, a mouth that matters. One blunt woman, a mouth that matters. Just a small town girl, living in a lonely world. He took the I'm gonna start singing. Don't stop believing. I'm really feeling this song right now. It's a good one. It's a good song. It is. This is what I'm saying. I'm Don't stop believing. Right they had said this in the show. Had more people believed, or more people listened to her. Maybe this wouldn't happen, or more people had done things, or maybe you know. Remember last week in our conversation, my conversation with Richard, when I talked about my affair, and in his response, well, because you were so honest with me, I felt the need that I could be honest with you. Yeah. How about we sit and be honest with our kids? Why don't we hug our kid a little bit more today, and then have an open and honest conversation with them? It's not easy. No. You were I, say- I applaud you for doing it on the radio. You were saying, well, there's a huge audience here. Do you see them all? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> does- on the radio ever sees their audience. That's the best part. <laughs> it does make it easier to talk into uh, no one. Um, although, I do know there's people listening. And I do have a lot of people that reach out to me. And I do appreciate that. Um, so... When we went to break, you had said that there are a lot of people protesting the show, saying it should be banned. Oh, yeah. Why is that? Uh, because they think it's glamorizing and it's a bad influence and it's going to cause kids to commit suicide because it's portrayed on the show, basically. Well, every year, well, I hate the word glamorize suicide because that's certainly not the case. But um, every year at my kid's high school, either a boy or a girl kills himself every effing year. So, and I wonder if those kids had someone to talk to that, you know, or someone believed them or someone that talked or just their parents. I think it's our it's our job as parents to sit down with our kids and have these open and honest and really raw conversations and talk about what goes on at these parties and when parents run around. Because apparently the the thing that they did depicting the show that I did not like is that how oblivious the parents were. Maybe it starts at home. So I was watching with Robert, my 11-year-old. I don't know, maybe that's too young, but in my family, you know, we talk about everything. So and so at the 
scene where he's raping her, and I just look at Robert and go, did you ever effing do that? He goes, oh, Mom, I wouldn't. It's just not nice. In, I mean, in and that's your the- show, rape is just hard to watch, though. It really is. What? Rape, no matter what, if it's a movie, sorry for interrupting you, didn't mean to throw off your train of thought. Rape, no matter what, anytime it's portrayed on screen, is like the most uncomfortable thing ever to watch. So I'm shocked you were able to watch that with Robert. Well, I mean, and it was hard, but there, it wasn't, you know, there was no pornographic no, part no, no. to it. It was just very open and frank. And, yeah. and I'm not putting ideas in my child's head because the only idea I put in my child's is that I love him and then I'm going to hug him. And when I leave every day, love you, mom. I mean, he gets it. So, you're going to kill me, but I do have a pedophile report. Did you get that during the break? <laughs> or did you just have this in your back pocket the whole time? No. See this? Is this on video? you got to turn the video camera towards this thing. Have you seen this thing? No. Oh, you can't the see it. The light's washing it out oh, a bit. Whatever, okay. Um, it talks about rape. It's not necessarily a pedophile, but, you know, we're maybe we may need to change that report to the weekly sexual abuse report. Yeah. Because it is encompassing Something all more broad. kinds of things that were it's not wanted. So rape has become an epidemic an endemic in South Africa. So a medical technician created this device where it looks like a condom that's blown up, that's plastic, and a woman were to stick it in her vagina. And if a guy were to rape her, as he stuck his penis inside there, inside this vice is a bunch of like barbed wire like type teeth. pieces, teeth that would just kind of eat his dick. And uh, wow, they call it the Rape X. That's pretty gnarly. But then you'd have to walk around with that in your vagina all the time. Well, well, I know, right? Apparently, you insert like a tampon, and I don't know if you know this, but when you put a tampon in, you can't feel anything. If you insert it right, there's nothing worse when you don't insert it right. And you don't know that. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> as long as you put it in right, you can't feel the damn thing. I'll never understand that sensation. So when the guy goes to the ER, he's going to see that his dick has literally been, you know, chewed up. Shredded. Ouch. It's like a cheese grater. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but Of course, some critics are saying it's like medieval punishment. Okay. So whereas, whereas I do think this is... A, this is a um, Band-Aid to a bleeding issue, and a, a Band-Aid will never fix bleeding. Um, I think the real problem is the men who think that they can do this. How do we change the mindset of men? How do we change the mindset of haters? How do we change white supremacy? How do we change... I mean, this all comes down to how men think women are property or they're at their disposal or they're second citizen second class citizen or they just you know they're there for men at their will and i we're not we're not here for that so we we do things to protect ourselves which this is you know this is a way you protect yourself i guess but to me it's the same way as if somebody breaks into your apartment or home you, you got a right gun? to shoot them yeah same thing okay you're breaking in you deserve to get shot it's the same you're breaking in you deserve to get shredded how about we change the mindset of why they even got to that point remember how many remember when i talked about sex trafficking and when i said the only that one reason time? that one time <laughs> the only reason it's there is because there is a demand for it. And the demand is in the mindset of so many humans, mostly men, who feel the need to get off. Fair enough. Can't you get off but with the most fucking blow up men doll? do not have a rapist instinct. Totally agree. But do you know how many, like Richard's going off to college, how many college rapes are not reported? Oh, I'm going to say most of like them. All, yeah, I would say the majority. 
That's a good point. <laughs> when I was on my college tour with Richard and the girl, the sweet girl is giving us a tour of the dorm. All I want to do is raise my hand and go, um, how many rapes are reported how here? How many rapes have been in here? Yeah. And Richard goes, mom, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm <laughs> That's kill exactly you. what he wants to think about his future residence. Yeah, how many rapes took place where I'm sleeping? I know. All they're telling me is we get free toilet paper. And I'm like, well, for $40,000, we should get free toilet paper. But I really wanted to know how many rapes. I hope rapes... it's at least good toilet paper. What? I hope it's at least good toilet paper. Like two-ply? Like yeah. yeah. Let's hope for it's two-ply. Not like the sandpaper. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I told my, I told Richard, I, he's like, mom, if you say anything, I'm going to kill you. Do you know how many times he said that to me? Mom, don't open your mouth. Mom, <laughs> you and your mouth. He's always, uh, he's always has his guard up. He's always has his guard up, but then he does say on the flip side, you know, I'm happy that you're honest. Yeah. Kind of. You guys do seem to have a really good relationship. It's a bit biting, but okay. So back to 13 reasons why. Maybe we should do 13 reasons why we need to own up to our behavior. Maybe if we all owned up to our behavior, we wouldn't have these issues. So think about if you don't own up to behavior, what happens? Well, let's talk about unknown consequences. Okay. Like you rape a girl and you get her pregnant. She has some abortion. You get a sexually transmitted disease. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Um... Rape, abuse. How about the girl you rape? Like, is in the show, the girl Jessica, the character, she started drinking, had a big drinking problem. Uh-huh. Do you think she wanted that at 17 years old? No. No. Is she the one who was like a cheerleader and shit? She too? was the cheerleader. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. How about you run and hit a stop sign and you run off because you're too fucking scared and the car behind you doesn't realize there's not a stop sign there and they get in a car accident and they're killed. Now, I know all this happened in the show. It does. They're all extremes. They're all extremes. Totally agree. But the girl's initial reaction was, let's just leave this on, deal with it. Because that's what we constantly want to do. We don't ever want to own up to our behavior. I agree. And I kind of think that's where this all needs to start. Tell me one thing you want to own up to. One thing I want to own up to? Yeah. Uh, I drink too much. I drink too Me too. It is what it is. <laughs> not gonna, can't lie about it. Okay. I smoke too much. Maybe I shouldn't smoke. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I do that too. Maybe the next show I'm going to do 13 reasons why I need to fucking quit smoking. Maybe 13 vices we need to stop doing. <laughs> That's a good show. We're doing that next. 13 vices we need to quit. I can and come I'm, up with 13. I'm sure I have more than 13 vices. So my kids are like, Mom, what's a vice? Try and explain that to your kid. <laughs> Something you shouldn't do, but you do but you love, anyways. Yeah. So, Brene Brown, whom I love, she wrote Daring Greatly. She's one of America's beloved authors. She's got a new one out, Rising Strong, and she talks about the story I'm making up. How many times you're with someone... And they do something, and your and your head starts to wonder and go, "Oh my God, he's thinking this, or she's thinking this, or we're not taking the time to walk in their shoes or Mm-mm. think about them or what they're doing. We just make up a story in our mind. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to so many of us, and that's what's happening to these kids. They're making up stories. Why do we have to make up stories? Do you know how that affects all of our relationships? I know I'm getting heavy on you, Kevin. <laughs> Not too heavy. It's kind of hard. We are at a time, though. I still care about you. <laughs> um. Okay, so like, in my own mind, I'm going to think of what I'm thinking of, what I think is the truth. Um. How about, or my version of the truth, but what's your truth? 
How will I ever know if I never ask you? I'm just going to sit and judge you. You're a DJ. You were a nerd in high school. You didn't get laid. Am I going to sit here and make all these judgments on you or the fact that I've gotten to know you? And none of that is indeed the case. So, <laughs> Thanks. Well, okay. <laughs> but all the jocks are the studs, right? You didn't play sports. What do you know? You, didn't, you don't know anything. You weren't a jock. I was a swimmer. That's not the point I'm making. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I really was. A- I believe you. And yeah. I always say swimmers are the best athletes. But, or it's certainly the hardest sport. What I'm saying is we sit and we judge and we've got kids going into high school and they're going to sit and judge all these kids and this is what's going to happen and how will we ever know what it's like until we walk in their shoes? I mean, how do we know the kid next to us isn't going to try and commit suicide? I know that's an extreme. And you can't go to high school thinking every kid who's depressed for a day is going to go through high school. And why are these kids have so much fucking drama at such a young age anyway? That's and, a lot all at once. And why do kids, why do? Why does my sophomore girl need a boyfriend? No, she doesn't. How about, you know, if mom and dad love her, that's where they get an ample amount of love and they don't need, you know, a boyfriend at 15 or 16 to love them when their parents should have loved them. How about we all stop and hug our kids? How about that? We all do that at that age, though. High school was hard. Yeah, high school's hard. I'll never forget walking in freshman year in my new high school in Scottsdale, Arizona and, and crying and being so sad. And trust me, I didn't have parents who gave a fuck. My mother was always off on the new husband and whatever he was doing. And I just kind of had to like... That's where she always focused her adapt. energy. Yeah. Real fast. We've got to get into this real fast. What the fuck is with those white, supremac- white supremacists? Speaking of, we're all going on hate and people and judging and those people don't help. No, no. This, I'm like, this is the last thing we fucking need right now. Really? Come on. So... They blamed this 32-year-old woman who died. She was a childless 32-year-old fat slut. What? That's their answer? Mm. So all of this is taught. I watched The Glass Castle, or actually I watched part of it because I walked out. I couldn't handle the abuse of it. All of this abuse is taught. And then what we do is we repeat the cycle. At what point do you ask yourself, I am, do you tell yourself, I am not going to repeat this cycle? It is not worth repeating. And so many people repeat the cycle. Do you think I'm going to sit and abuse my children? I mean, I might mentally abuse them, but you know, I'm not going to physically abuse them or sexually. Think about that. I don't understand why we do the things we do, why there's so much hate. One of my girlfriends, her husband is a disc jockey in one of the um, a major city in the U.S., and he talked about the white supremacy issue yesterday on his radio show, and she's now getting death threats. Ooh, this is some heavy shit. It's one of those things where when I see that it happens, I'm like, white supremacy? How is that even a fucking thing still? I don't fucking get it. Those people are all idiots, but, you know, they'll probably come and kill me. Whatever. You are giving me the pinky penis, and I have to cut bait. This has been a very intense show. Thank you for watching 13 Reasons Why. I implore you to watch that with your children, watch it with yourself, and talk to your children. Have an open and honest 
conversation with them. I'm Wanda Means. I'm Wanda Means. I am one blunt woman. I just repeated myself. I'm getting old like my mother. Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. And don't forget, from tremendous pain comes an enormous amount of strength. Thank you for listening. <laughs>